I'm really bad at intros. And with that said, welcome back to the uh, latest episode of um, the Edmonton Streamer Community Cast. I have not said the title of the podcast wrong yet, and today will not be that day where I do it. Um, today, Waz is not with us. Uh, it's just me and a very special guest. Joining me today on the podcast is Bex, uh, mostly Bex on Twitch. She is the community manager for Edmonton Twitch. Um, and today she'll be, uh, well, she'll we'll be talking about, uh, I guess, herself and where she got started and actually um, how to become an affiliate. So this is, I guess, part of our series for beginners of uh, the, I guess, the educational podcast. Uh, Bex, Bex, he's still there? I'm I'm still there. I was just shutting up so you could do the intro. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, who are you and why are you on my podcast? Uh, well, as you just said, my name is Bex. Uh, online, I go by mostly Bex. I am the community manager for Edmonton Twitch. And uh, I like being on podcasts. So I said I would come on. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, your check is in the mail. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, first, I wanted to actually to, to discuss like how you got started uh, streaming first, because that was you first started as just a regular streamer. Then you got more and more involved with the community, and then uh, now you're in charge. And later, once once we establish that, uh, we can go into sort of the step by step on uh, on how to become an affiliate, uh, things to focus on, things to avoid, uh, and, and things to just not worry or care about because they're not important or um, you know, some things might seem important, but they actually might be a hindrance to your progress. And we'll get to that in, in a second here. So uh, first, Bex, tell me a little bit more about yourself and uh, how you got started on Twitch. Okay, so um, I guess to really like understand my path on Twitch, we have to go back pretty, pretty deep at this point. Um, even though I haven't been on Twitch for very long, my path to kind of getting here started pretty much three years ago when I uprooted my life and I moved out here from New Brunswick. Um, my spouse, Mr. Bex, as pretty much everyone knows him as, uh, has all of his family out here, grew up out here. So when we decided to get married, the big question obviously was popped, who's moving where? Um, and I decided that it would work for me more to come to Edmonton than for him to come to my hometown. So, oh, so, you, so you lost the bet. <laughs> uh, not really. It's just that um, my career is more like my daytime job is a lot easier to transfer than his. Um, Mr. Bex works in nonprofit. So the smaller the area, the harder it is to get those jobs. So it just made more sense for me to, to come out here. Um, and at the time, yeah, I did feel like I kind of lost the bet because it, <laughs> it did suck. It sucks like leaving all your family and your friends and oh, your yeah. job. <laughs> but so I came out here and I spent almost like the better part of a year out here with not really like a ton of friends of my own. Um, but I had gotten pretty close uh, with one of Trenton's friends from high school who was a streamer and we had a lot of really similar interests. Um, and we used to play this game while we would all hang out. We call it a game, but it's really just like a, a friendship thing where we would talk about, you know, two things that went super, super well during that week. And then one thing that we wish that we could improve on or something that we wanted to be held accountable for. 
And one of the things that this person had said at the time was that they really wanted to spend more time with friends, but they also wanted to focus on their career as a streamer. Uh, and at that time I literally knew nothing about Twitch. The only like exposure I had to Twitch was watching his stream on occasion. Um, so I said, you know, I have Tuesdays free. I can come and stream with you. I'll come hang out at your place and we can just like do a show like on your channel together. So we're spending time together, but you also are staying consistent kind of like with your stream schedule multitasking yeah yeah um for those of you who have been following me in my journey for a long time you'll know that that show was called autopilot um it is where i first played slime brancher it's also uh where i kind of got into things like warframe and if you were really really lucky you got to see the episode where i played dark souls (laughs) which (laughs) did not go well (laughs) anyone who knows me knows that like scary is not for me (laughs) It's really um, not my favorite thing whatsoever. So Dark Souls was really interesting the few times we've played. Um, so this went on for like a really long time. I remember it was... <clears throat> uh, Autopilot. Is Autopilot, is that a show? Is that with uh, Keaton? Yeah, it was with Keaton. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. recognize the name. Yeah. At the time, he was going by, I think, Halcyon on Twitter. Or, yeah, like Hal- on Twitter Hal- and Twitch. Halcyon something, yeah. Yeah. And that's all changed. Now it's all real Keaton Roots if you wanted to look him up. Um, but he and I streamed. And I remember when I first really started getting like interested in Twitch, like beyond just like hanging out with him. Um, it was right around TwitchCon of 2017. Um, and that's when I was like, oh man, like this is fire. This looks super awesome. Like I want to go to TwitchCon. Um, so we were actually streaming like during TwitchCon and I remember like turning to Keaton and saying, I'm never going to miss another TwitchCon. And then I went the next year. (laughs) I went in 2018. Uh Um, (laughs) but first before any of that could happen, I had to start my own channel, which I still was really unsure of at the time. So I, I actually, uh went to my first meetup in that October. Um, it was like right after TwitchCon. There was a streamer meetup. So I went to that with Keaton. He convinced me to come out and like go. I went to the one where we first were actually like a Twitch community, like a verified Twitch community. Yeah. I missed like the qualifier meetups. Um, for those of you who are out there and don't know, um, in order to be registered as a powered by Twitch community, there are certain requirements you have to fulfill. Um, Two of which are you need to host two meetups without becoming certified first. And they have to have a minimum requirement of people who turn up. I think it's like 40 people or something. Um, And that's how, like, that's like two of the factors that go into it. I think there's other stuff too. Um, I was lucky enough that when I took over, that was already done. So I never had to really worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I think Kelly's involvement was, you know, Kelly was more involved back then, but we easily sailed past those requirements. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kelly's uh, influence definitely helped shape the community and brought a lot of people together. So it made things super easy for like getting into where we are now. And we were like one of the first communities to be actually powered by Twitch. Um, I think we were the fifth one, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to like contact my Twitch contact and ask and see if they could even find out if that's true. But I'm almost certain that we're we were number five. Um, any anywho, so we. Uh, so you started I, your channel shortly before that? 
No, I uh, I went to the first meetup. I still didn't have my own channel. And then oh. I went to the first one and I was like talking to all the other streamers and getting to know everybody. And then that night I went home and I booted up my first stream. So, that night? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and we at first met th that same day. That's mm -hmm. when we met because mm -hmm. I was there. And that's also where I met uh, Keaton. Yes, um, exactly. And you streamed that day. So what do you remember what you played that day? Uh, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Um, so at that point, I didn't have a headset, so I streamed with no mic and no cam Ooh. on my PlayStation 4. I played Skyrim, um, which, if you don't know, is one of my all-time favorite video games, like, literally ever. And I just did it just for fun, just to, like, see what it was like to be on my own channel. Obviously, I had approximately zero viewers. Like, don't get fooled that I was a smash success right away. There were definitely some investments I had to make before... I had any sort of following remotely. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, started I just went from, home. Started from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I just went home and I was like, you know what? Uh, this is what I want to do. So I just started and um, I've really never looked back since then. So. So nowadays, since you started streaming, a lot has happened in the past year. Uh, you're in a completely different place now. Yeah. Um, so you haven't streamed a whole lot in the past few months. You've got a lot on your plate. Um, yes. So your sister is too busy to stream now. Let's actually talk about your affiliate journey. Uh, what like if, even before you became community manager, you were managing a different community, and that would be your streaming community. Mm -hmm. um, so how long did it actually take you to get to affiliate? It took me less than three months um, because I left that meetup and started streaming that day. And then before I went to the next meetup, I was already an affiliate. Right on. Um, and so I think you mentioned before that there was four major pillars to, to keep in mind when it comes to reaching affiliate. And yeah. uh, is this also happened in the past year. So um the requirements to meet affiliate haven't changed a whole lot in the past couple of years, but recently they changed it so it's easier to track your progress, which mm -hmm. is super great. Um, so I just wanted to, I guess, give you the floor and let us know what those four major pillars would be. Um, and I think between the, between the two of us, there's three affiliated channels uh, because I hit affiliate twice on two different yeah. channels and you hit affiliate once. So um, I think we have... Uh, some experience doing this so i could uh i could definitely uh, uh chip in with some advice as well um so yeah what what are those uh four major pillars to keep in mind so when i talk about like the four pillars of like becoming an affiliate um i basically am talking about the actual requirements that twitch has set out for you if you are literally brand new to twitch and you have no idea what i'm talking about if you are on your Twitch page and you click creator dashboard and then go to achievements, which is the third tab on your left-hand side, it is going to bring up a page for you that gives you a bunch of different options. Um, for me, the one that's highlighted is obviously path to partner um, because that is the closest, I guess, thing that I'm working towards right now. Um, and then the one directly below that is your path to affiliate. Now, Path to Affiliate's awesome because it really does give you an idea of what kind of metrics the platform uses, but it also gives you room to kind of find yourself as a streamer a little bit as you're becoming an affiliate. Um, 
beyond that, there's obviously other things that go into having an excellent stream, but this is like the bare bones basics of how to like stream in general. Um, and it is a bit of a filtering process as well. Exactly. Right. It, there, There is a level of commitment, right? The big one that people usually, like the big two, I guess, that people usually struggle with is reaching 50 followers or the average of three viewers. Um, but there's also streaming for eight hours and then streaming for seven different days. So let's unpack like just the general gist of them first before we kind of get like deep into that. Basically what's happening here with your fours of reaching 50 followers, streaming for eight hours, streaming on seven different days and your average of three viewers. What Twitch is looking for essentially is one, your ability to amass a following and entertain people and hold their attention. And two, your ability to stick with something. Um, so like your persistence and your ability to be dedicated. Um, because this is realistically like getting to affiliate is not meant to be difficult. Um, Twitch wants as many people as possible to be affiliates, obviously, because once you're an affiliate, you're starting to make income. You're more likely to stay on the platform for longer, which is better for them long term. But it's also better for you long term because anyone who's ever started streaming in the history of the world knows that it is not a particularly cheap hobby. And of course, you want to be able to earn some kind of income for your investments that you're eventually going to make for your stream. As I sit in my two-bedroom apartment that we specifically got two bedrooms so that I could have my own office to stream in. And I haven't streamed in months. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's going great for you. <laughs> I actually did stream um, last week. I'm actually looking at my path to partner right now. And I did. I streamed last week. So I don't want to <laughs> hear it. Um, it's... Okay, let's let's rewind for a second. I want to tell the people about my my lack of streaming real quick. <laughs> I feel like I have to avenge myself quickly. The reason I haven't had time to stream lately is because I, yes, am incredibly busy. Um, I work a full-time job and I also manage the community. And on top of that, I also have some other things that I can't really talk about um, that provide work elements for me as well. So I spend a lot of my time uh, in other people's streams, sending emails, doing clerical work, that kind of thing, which has limited my own ability to be able to stream. Is that an excuse for my community if you're out there listening, specifically uh, Jite and Weirwolf? No, I'm really sorry. I love you guys so much. Thank you for literally turning up no matter what time of day I turn my stream on. You guys are the bomb diggity, but I'm a train wreck human and I haven't streamed in forever. <laughs> it's been about seven months for me. Uh, it's, it's I, so hard. I, I am no better. I guess so I can't, I, I can't have like a, a higher position. I can't judge you because I'm, I'm almost worse. We should do an episode about coming back from breaks. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. And both of us should commit to each other that we're going to come back from our breaks on like the same date and we'll be like accountability buddies and we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. I'm going to write that down. The, it'll be... Uh, we'll come back from stream on like the the week after the meetup because up until then, everything's going to be all downhill. By the way, if you're out there listening, we're having a meetup. It's on June 15th. It's going to be at Beercade. Tickets are available at meetups.twitch.tv slash Edmonton. And you should come because it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. But. And when you're there, <laughs> you can uh, remind us that we need to uh, get our butts in gear and get yeah. back on stream. You can hassle us about being talentless hacks who don't stream anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, okay. So okay, back, back to, to the four like pillars. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to mention real quick before you get uh, get into it even more. Uh, you can divide up the four pillars into I say probably two different categories. So two of them are two of them are things that you have direct control over yourself. Yes. And two of the the other two things are sort of reactionary things that happen if the conditions are right and if the the right pieces are in the right place, whatever. So they're more like you have direct control over two, but the other ones you don't. So it, the the other two are sort of um, dependent on your consistency and how well you do the other two. Uh, the two that you have direct control over uh, is the what the the amount of time that you stream, like the, the full seven days, or the seven. Okay, what was it exactly? The seven days so in a month. So you have to stream seven different days. It doesn't even say in a month. Like when you go to your path to partner, like it gives you like specifications for like how long it can be in between. But this one, like straight up, just says stream on seven different days. Yeah, and the other one but, is a time of number of hours. Yeah, stream for eight hours. It does have to be within a 30-day period, it says, and you're like a little underbar there. Um, but like if you're if you're can being serious and you actually want to become an affiliate on Twitch and you actually would like to build a community and kind of get those steps on board, what's typical for most people is streaming like three to four days a week. So if you like very seriously in a 30-day span pick like Monday, Wednesday, Friday as your stream days, for example, like your seven days happens in week three. Easy peasy. You know what I mean? And yeah, if you do spread them out, maybe one or two hours each time, um, having that kind of consistency and that sort of um, foundation will make it a lot easier to get those, those initial follows and those recurrent viewers. And the other two, the other two steps will sort of fall into place. Um, so you said you hit affiliate in three months. Yep, less I than. Hit, in less than, I hit affiliate in two. So I believe I was affiliate before the new year. I started streaming November fifth, and I was an affiliate before uh, before the. I think around Christmas time, around Boxing Day, I think is when I actually got the. I didn't even get an email, which I thought that was really funny. I just saw that. I had the affiliate option in my settings, which was great. So mm -hmm. I did it in two months because I had that consistency. It was a little longer the second time I did it because I wasn't nearly as consistent. So that is a huge factor, uh, especially when you're starting out, because it is always going to be it is always going to be a bit of an uphill climb. No matter yeah. what stage uh, of growth you are, it's always going to be uphill. There's never a point in. Um, in, in in Twitch, whether you're, you're an affiliate or a streamer or, or sorry, a partner or just starting out, there's never a point where there's like a tipping point where growth just becomes growth. There's never really anything exponential. Yeah. Um, so you're always going, it's always going to be a bit of a hustle, right? There's a reason that a lot of people refer to like streaming as the grind. I personally don't feel that way because like the thing is, is you have to think about what you want out of your stream and we talked about the four pillars, like these are your requirements by Twitch, but I actually think that there's a more important one. We'll call it like the honorary fifth. It's like your pre pillar, which is you need to sit down and think about what do you want out of this? Um, when I joined Twitch and started like streaming, I never went into it being like, this is going to be my career. I'm going to spend, you know, 12 hours a week managing a community for this because I love this so much. I was like, I just want to make some new friends. 
And that's yeah, what I it, went at it with. Yeah. Um, uh, if you don't know what you want, it will make things very difficult for you moving forward because you won't have any motivation to hit go live. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Hitting these, these four things, they're like almost like the technical things, like the very hard, easily, easy to determine goals are quantifiable. Right. But even mm -hmm. before you start, I mean, you can just start because it's fun or whatever, but if you, if you actually make the decision, Oh, I want to be an affiliate. I actually want to grow this and go somewhere with it it behooves you to actually think further ahead and actually decide why you want that rather than just to do it because it seemed like a good idea at the time. If you mm -hmm. decide I want to do this because maybe you want a new community that you want to get, you want involvement, right? A sense of belonging, or you want more friends. You want to meet different people that also have this hobby those are good and healthy reasons to put in the time and effort to build a community. Other unhealthy reasons would be things like, I want to make a fortune playing games for a living. Or, I'm lonely and bored so I want attention from strangers. Those kind of things, those kind of motivations are not sustainable. It might help you get off the ground. It might give you a reason to hit the go live button. But it's not a good enough reason to do it every day and keep on with it month after month. And it's not a good reason. It's not a good motivation to build a community and have people show up in your channel. Because people can tell. People can definitely tell uh, what uh, your focus and your purpose is. Um, when you're, when you're trying to do this. Yeah. And I, I, you got to understand, like, the thing is, is with people on Twitch, right? You have, you have two like pretty distinct kind of people who are, are on Twitch and not even like viewer types, just like people in general, you have viewers and you have streamers and sometimes streamers are also viewers, but like your core audience is not typically going to be other streamers. It's usually going to be people who watch streams. Um, because if your viewers are watching streams all the time, because they are, sorry, if your viewers are streaming all the time because they're streamers. They're not going to have any time to watch your stream. So usually you're going to have more people who don't stream than do stream who watch your channel in the very beginning. This is the only time that that's not true. Um, for me, a little help from my friends went a super long way for building my community and getting myself to where I am now. Um, back when I became an affiliate, I know it doesn't work for partner. I don't know if it doesn't work for affiliate. Um, it didn't matter if your viewers came in through a raid or not, or I guess it would be a host back then because raids didn't even exist when I became an affiliate. Um, so I would have people who would come in on a host at the end of someone's stream and they would stick around and follow me. And there was a few communities that I got really tight in with before I ever started streaming. And then of course, you know, like if you're friends with people and you're actually in their chat and you genuinely make friends with people, they're going to want to turn around and like gas you up and be excited for you. Um, one of my like most important community members, one of my mods came from a, uh, host from one of our partners one of our local partners and like she was just my friend it was just somebody who like i would watch her stream and then i'd be like okay well i gotta go 
And then she would check to see who to host and, oh, Bex is streaming and would drop people in. I remember the first time I hit like 75 people in my channel at once, I was like absolutely like mind flooded. Like I had no idea what to do with myself. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I can't I can't imagine. I think the highest I've had is in, like, in the 20s, maybe. Yeah, um, I think like my current like 30 day record, I think, is like 30 people at a time or whatever. But again, like I've been out of the game for a while, but um, the it's it's just so important before you even look at becoming an affiliate, knowing if you want this to be a fun hobby or if you want this to be a job. Yeah, if it's it's so bad, it's so much better to actually sort of consider consider the path before you start running, right? Uh, because it's it's so easy to fall off the wagon. Um, and it's so easy to sort of like lose focus as far as like, what am I doing? I mean, if you know why you're there and why you're doing it, then, then it's easier to get, even get back on track. Even if you do sort of stumble, right? Um, my motivation for starting was community. Like I wanted something to do and new friends and something, um, I don't know, something local that I could sort of really involve myself with. And even though I haven't been streaming, I'm still involved in the community and doing the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm still getting that, though Though what I'm actually doing has changed a little bit. Um, it just, it just uh, comes down to finding the time and the focus to keep up with the whole streaming bit. Yeah, for sure. And I, think... I kind of do feel like a little bit of a hypocrite by uh, talking talking uh, about uh, how to do this <laughs> and how to do that and streaming this, streaming that, where I'm not actually streaming at the time. That's kind of funny. So uh, eventually I will get back into it for sure. I think something to keep in mind, too, is when you think about what Jared and I both wanted out of this, like what we both want, uh, we wanted community, we wanted new friends. And like I accomplished my goal. I have never had the aspiration to be a partner on Twitch. I do Twitch as a fun hobby. It's never meant to be my full-time job. Um, for me, uh, obviously, I made a ton of friends. There's like 300 of you <laughs> that I get to see pretty much once a month now. Um, and I consider all of you my very dear friends. So it's you get out of this platform what you put in, and you'll get out of your stream what you put in. Jared and I's channels have stalled because we're not currently streaming consistently. If we were being consistent, could we have grown quite a bit? Definitely. Um, when I started out, me and our assistant community manager, Darling Miss Nix, and I, we were at very much the same level. Uh, she was pretty much just getting into the platform as well. Our viewership was very similar. Our following numbers were really similar. Um, but the big difference was is that I got promoted to community manager and pretty much stopped streaming and she kept going and she's just crushing it right now. Um, oh, yeah, she's doing great. Exactly. So it's like, you got to know it's all about what you put in is what you get out and what your yep. end goal, what your end game goal is from the get go is what you're going to end up getting. If you are diligent and you're like, I want to make it on Twitch. This is what I want to be my thing. You're going to make those sacrifices. You're going to take the time and dedication that they're looking for in order to get there. But if all you want is to make some new friends, once you make your new friends, sick, you got what you wanted, man. Like, don't be mad about it. Yeah. That's what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, in my case, it's a little bit different because I, I sort of kneecapped my own growth by starting my second channel. A little bit. Um, yeah. 
it was more of like transitioning from one channel to another but at some point i actually do plan on streaming on both because that each channel is exists for a completely different reason um and they're kind of just works in progress right now but i mean life happened right so i got a full-time job which is why uh my stream schedule fell apart and i never found a way to adjust because i'm just so fatigued by the end of the day i can't put on the kind of show that i would be satisfied with so and i'm I'm also a very like all or nothing kind of person and a perfectionist so by my powers combined if i can't do it right if i am not super confident in the product or whatever that i'm uh, putting out there if i'm not confident in it i kind of just don't want to do it at all um so i mean if if people come i mean especially if i started a certain way and people came to my stream to see a certain uh, level of quality or a certain kind of production and for whatever reason i just couldn't do it at that level anymore and i it was just lazier or sleepier or whatever um i i always felt that that wasn't necessarily fair to my followers so it's like either what do you what do you think is worse like not doing it at all or doing it badly i would never put out something that i wasn't proud of um, I'm the kind of person I would sooner cancel an event than half-ass an event and be unhappy with how it ran. So for me, um, that is like a large part of why, uh, it's been harder, obviously to press go live. And this is not what this episode is about. So like as much of this get that gets left in is great, but the core of what we're trying to say is that it's about you and your priorities and that's the first step before you get into these steps. <laughs> yeah. And so, then we're trying to justify our reason, but it's really right. just about you and your priorities. <laughs> so the, the, the biggest thing is obviously consistency, consistency and focus uh, yeah. as far as becoming an affiliate. Uh, but in both of our cases, stuff happens, you know, think your schedule changes, your life changes, you get a new job, you get a new position, uh, you move, uh, you get a new house or something and you just, your, your stream setup just isn't the same. Uh, that kind of stuff is going to happen. Um, and it's fine if, I mean, a lot of people actually have false starts. Like you don't necessarily, I mean, I, I wouldn't say you should, I would say you shouldn't be discouraged if you make a lot of progress toward affiliate and then you sort of fall back and then you lose some of that progress. Uh, so say you start losing followers or you, you just never reach that sort of average number. I think the the more... The more streams you have without reaching that um, average three viewers number, the harder it is the harder it is to get it because it's an average, right? So even if you have a, like a bit of a lull and then something happens and you stop streaming for a bit or you just can't do it nearly as much, you could always try it again. You could always just keep going, right? So it doesn't have to be like a steady climb down from the bottom up to the top, right? It doesn't have to be um, like a straight trajectory to affiliate. So it's fine to it's fine to start again if you don't get it right the first time like honestly there's there's no rush and there's there's no reason why you should set arbitrary uh, timelines if you want to be an affiliate you'll get there in your own time i mean i got it in two months bex got it in three it's not a race um it's better to it's better to find um sort of a good fit and then of course do something sustainable and meaningful rather than trying to push yourself to a certain a certain goal and then not, not being able to keep up with it. Exactly. Um, 
And then a good thing to keep in mind too is, you know, as you're coming through it, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. Um, it's kind of the undeniable part of Twitch is that in that first time, as you're kind of learning to stream, you have to learn quite a bit of information about yourself that maybe you didn't realize before, because a lot of that time you're going to spend talking to yourself. So uh, there's quite a bit that's going to come up um, that maybe you didn't realize from the get-go. And that's all really exciting about the journey on Twitch, being aware that things will change as things go on. Twitch is going to unveil new stuff as Twitch always does. Um, when I started on Twitch, like raids and stuff were like not a thing. And there wasn't, um, there wasn't anything as like path to affiliate or path to partner or whatever. It was not part of um, well, Twitch at that like, time. It was kind of like going in blind, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the, the the sort of the systems that are in place now are a lot easier uh, to sort of track your progress to know where you are and the, what you need to do. It's easier to become an affiliate now than it ever has been, honestly. Yeah, easily, way easier. Um, and there's more people who are streaming every day. There's more people who press live, like go live every single day, which is just crazy town. And even um, more people watching. So yeah. uh, even though there's more and more people becoming an affiliate, there's always going to be an audience because the 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 number of users on the website is constantly growing as well. So it, the number of affiliates, as that increases, it doesn't necessarily dilute the pool of eyeballs ready to watch some streams because there's they're constantly adding new eyeballs. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's great. It's awesome. Um, but let's get into it, I guess. We'll talk about <laughs> um, what should we talk about first? I guess the first thing that actually shows up like in your achievements path is reaching 50 followers. Now, for me, this was like probably the easiest one. Honestly. It was the hardest for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because it really can show like between two people, like how different your journeys can be. So I did have like my own profile on Twitch when I went to my first meetup. Um, and what was really popular at that time, um, which is to show how much Twitch has changed, even in like the year and so that I've been on it, is that um, it was really popular to just whip out your phone and follow each other in the moment on Twitch um, instead of taking like a business card or like usually I vet people through Twitter first if I'm going to follow you on something. And I like follow your Twitter account for a little bit and see if I think you jive with what I'm putting down or not. And then I'll follow you on Twitch if I see that you're live and like your content. Um, but at the time, it was really popular to just follow people and have them follow you back. So I think when I left like the meetup, I was pretty much already at almost 50 people. So God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's no different than now. I've always, I've always been good at work in a room. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was like, I guess, simple for me. But I know that a lot of people do struggle with it. Jared, you mentioned yeah. that this was the hardest one for you. So, yeah. What do you think was kind of the issue, or what do you, would you, what advice would you give to somebody if you were trying to get that last five or ten people to follow? Come to the meetups, straight up. <laughs> Yeah. Come to the meetups because if you like in person, follow for follow. If you follow the local streamers and they follow you, it'll be so much easier to get to that 50 because that's something that I did not do 
because I do not work a room. Uh, I am very, I'm very choosy about the people that I uh, follow uh, and the sort of the content that I have come across sort of my, my dashboards. Um, I'm the same way on uh, YouTube and Twitter. I don't actually follow a lot of people, uh, but the ones that I do are ace quality. Um, but so I, my growth was totally organic through my streams. And that only happened because people were specifically looking for the games that I was playing. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while for a bunch of them. It took me a while to actually win them over. So I would actually see them come into the streams repeatedly, but they wouldn't actually follow. And then it was only like maybe three streams in that they would, they would, they would actually finally uh, decide that, Oh, I might as well just follow them. So I get the notifications and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also, I didn't have high viewership. So my viewership was maybe, I think I think um, hitting ten per stream was like a was having a real hot day. Um, so if, I think if if you have higher viewership, you have a say you have maybe ten fifteen percent chance that somebody is going to follow. If you have ten people watching, you get one follow. If uh fifty people are watching, you got five follows, and you're like, I don't know. Ten uh, percent of the way, ten percent of the way to uh, to to your goal right there. Yeah, uh, it really depends on the games you're playing. And it depends on the uh, the networking that you do. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's I mean, there's there's a few, there's a few different angles that you can uh, that you can uh, work as well. But I don't think I actually had. I don't know if I lost a lot of followers. I think if they if they follow, they stay followed. Until, of course, I go on hi- a hiatus or I change channels, that sort of thing. Sometimes people f- will follow, then they change their minds after whatever mm-hmm. like that, that, that happens. But it's the consistency thing. So if you if you pull in maybe one or two followers um, every stream and you stream three, four times a week, uh, that's probably putting you on track for hitting affiliate within three months or so. Yeah, for sure. And I do want to mention too, because you mentioned obviously going to the meetups was huge for me. Um, It's not just Edmonton based as well. If you're listening and you're not in Edmonton, there's lots of meetups that are available um, all over the world, all over the country, all over everywhere. So you can definitely find other places to be at, which is really awesome. Um, What I will suggest to you guys as well um, as like basically action items for each of these, we'll try to sum I guess up I'll try to sum up what's I think really drove success and what I think people can emulate. Um, good networking in person is definitely one of them, but good networking in streams is really important too. Um, don't be afraid when someone's watching your channel and is in your chat to ask for a follow. And it doesn't even have to be like a personal thing. It doesn't have to be like, Hey Jared, I see you're in my chat. Would you mind following me please? It could even be like, Hey guys, don't forget that um, if you click the follow button, you'll get my going live notifications or you'll be able to join our discord or whatever it is that you have as an incentive for people to follow you. Um, Pretty much when you talk about sales with people, they talk to you about getting your first yes. Um, And what's really common in like a door to door practice is your first yes is getting them to open the door. (laughs) And then the second yes is allowing you to come inside. And pretty much being a streamer is like being a door-to-door salesman. Your first yes is when they click on your stream and your second yes is when they follow you 
and or come inside. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what you're angling for and aiming for. Um, I strongly urge you to spend time in other people's channels and become friends with people in the community. I strongly discourage you from going into people's channels and self-promoting because it's not going to help you. Um, when I say that I got a lot of help from friends in order to probably get to where I was and continue to be where I am now, I truly mean it. And I truly mean it in the sense that I went in with the only desire to be their friend. I never wanted them to um, promo me or give me that kind of exposure or anything like that, because you can smell those people from literally a mile away. Um, if you aren't in it for the right reason, the streamer is going to know and their community is going to know, and you're just wasting your time. Uh, the phrase the, that you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, like certainly comes to mind for that. And I really urge you guys to keep, uh, thoughtful about the way that you approach people and especially approach other people's communities. Um, Cause I know that I worked really hard to get my community to where it is now. And I would be very unwelcoming of somebody coming in and being uh, very self-promotive or threatening to that ecosystem that I've created. I've definitely kicked people out of my, uh, out of my channel um, or even just like told them to go away. If they come in and say, "Hey, cool stream," uh, if well, actually, in the cases of of my channels, um, I'd be playing Jackbox and say, if I have a full room and there's people, there if there's more people in the chat than are actually able to play the game, sometimes people mm -hmm. will come into my into my uh, game into my stream and say, "Hey, for anyone who wants to play and is not able to play right now, come into my stream instead." So they're they're really trying to siphon off viewers who are who are interested in playing and in that case if they're there for that reason they're almost easier to take away but anybody who says that come to my stream instead they're out like yeah. that is uh that is a twitch faux pas that is bad etiquette and i will mm -hmm. not have it yeah but and yeah so i mean if you are yeah if, i mean if you had a good point though like you know, <laughs> no no you go ahead there. I was just going to say, yeah, and if uh, if you're familiar with Twitch at all, we all know that that's, that's a no-no. That's all yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if it's written anywhere, but it's one of those things that everyone just knows, um, especially the ones that have been streaming for a little, little bit. have the People that have been watching streams for a little bit, because they've, they've seen that happen too, and they, they know that it's, it's, just, it's rude. Uh, but if you were talking about uh, being uh, having good communication or even networking inside your own stream, uh, that really feeds into the average viewers. So if you can build a personal connection between you and your viewers or your viewers and your channel, um, however that is, if, if you can make it, if you can build those connections, they'll come back. Mm -hmm. And of course, the more followers you have, almost the easier it is to get those recurrent viewers because more people will be getting your notifications, right? Because like you can't, yeah. The, the the average viewers is I think probably the most difficult for most people, because a follow is a follow, but they're ne not guaranteed to ever come back. Mm -hmm. The the average the average viewership is really dependent on content quality, personal connections, and consistency. It's dependent on a lot of factors. Like people need a reason to come back. 
A hundred percent. And I think too, um, this is where affiliates really unique kind of, and um, your path to affiliate is unique for this as well. It's you kind of learn um, when you're just starting to attract people, the type of people you attract and also the kind of people you want to attract, um, which is really important. And it also provides you some time to figure out, hey, uh, do I feel like this is a good representation of the kind of community that I want to have? Um, so like a great example, for instance, is uh, I'm trying to think of like any streamer who has a really specific community in like our like area uh james james is great rc fartsy he's a great example of this actually um so rc fartsy specifically his stream is generally an art related stream and he attracts a lot of people who also can draw and make funky cool art um and if you have the joy of being in his discord you'll see that because a lot of them will post pieces that are inspired by things that happened on stream all of which are absolutely horrifying <laughs> uh -huh. but you can definitely see that he attracts people who have the same sense of humor that he does. And I think that's fantastic. And I think it's a really good way to gauge if you are creating the kind of content that resonates with you. If you find that you are meeting people who are similar to you, you're probably being a good representation of yourself and the content that you want to produce. Unless you want to produce content that's for a completely different audience than what you would watch. But in all honesty, like if you wouldn't watch your stream, who's going to like, especially in the early stages, like if you wouldn't watch it, chances are no one else would either. So make content that you like. And I also urge you in the early days when you're trying to get that like three person average, uh, and this is gonna be really painful to watch your streams back. <laughs> um, I, I'm actually on that point, actually, I want to, uh, add to that from the, a different perspective yeah um so it is it is important to create something that you yourself enjoy but i come from a position where i am a perfectionist and i am very very hard on myself and i don't like anything i make <laughs> uh so so you don't want to go that far you don't want to go to the point where like everything i make is trash therefore uh i have no no reason to do this when you start your stream is going to be trash. It is going to be trash because that's what happens yeah. when you start anything new. You're always going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. So you also have, like, it is important to watch, uh, <laughs> watch what you do, right? Watch your stuff, choke it down, and then start to point out areas where you can improve, things you did right, things you, um, you might want to not do anymore. Or maybe just, maybe you realize maybe you wouldn't realize it at the time, but you'd only realize it by watching the stream that maybe your lighting sucks, right? That kind of stuff you only really can tell when you're on the other side of it. Um, but the, the point is, I mean, it, you can be critical of yourself, but don't be too hard on yourself to the point of uh, feeling almost embarrassed. Uh, you don't want to uh, prevent yourself from progressing or keep on going. Uh, so think of it as like a, in a, in a constructive way rather than a prohibitive way or yeah don't you you want to you, you want to be constructive with yourself um uh, but this is something that i say from lots of experience um because i actually have a hard time watching my own streams because 
because of my situation and what I have available to me. It's not where I want to be, but it's what I have and I have to make the best of it. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started watching mine, because I can be hard on myself too. I think the important thing is, is to understand that we all start somewhere and that like is part of the journey. But um, I used to do this thing when I was on stream where my voice would be different than my normal talking voice. Um, and it would so, be very... So that would be like Star-Lord doing his deep voice? Yeah, like Thor pretty much. Impression? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and I would start like every sentence with like, oh, well, you know, and like, it was just <laughs> like, it was something that came out of being uncomfortable on camera and uncomfortable mm. with who I was, um, which was something I learned before I reached affiliate. I kind of cut that out and I was able to have like my real personality come through. Um, I actually realized it the most when I went to my second meetup and I realized that I don't actually talk like that. <laughs> and when I'm meeting new people, I, I talk to them the way that I'm talking to you right now, like a normal person. Um, I don't feel the need to put all of this extra on it, but at the time and when you're first starting, I can understand uh, the pressure. But when you watch your streams back, that's when you're going to see that stuff. That's when you're going to see, oh man, my audio was bad. Or uh, my camera angle, not flattering. Or whatever it is that you're going to be concerned about or worried about at the time. That's what's going to, I guess, make the big, big difference at, at that time. Yeah, because... Because um, especially starting out, you might not even have the audience that can tell you about these things. So you have to be, I guess, you, you have to be the one that actually uh, uh, critiques your stuff because no, no one else is really going to be able to do it for you at the, at the very beginning. Exactly. And uh, listen to people when they come into your chat and they tell you stuff's whack. Trust them. It's probably, it's probably whack if they tell you it's whack. Yeah. Especially if it's your mods. You have yeah. mods telling you your stuff is whack. I mean, it's for real, right? I'm like absolutely known for because I unplug my setup every so often and like move stuff around my office. I'll like turn everything on. I'll be talking for like 45 minutes and then my mod will come in. They'll be like, hey, you have no audio. <laughs> and everyone else is just sitting in chat, just not saying anything. Yeah, they're just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes is a little bit of an exaggeration. I've, I've also I've also heard this too that uh of course, this is unofficial, but uh, you're not considered a real streamer until you've been streaming for 20 minutes without any audio and not knowing it. Right. It's like it's yeah. the same as if your computer doesn't shut off midstream. Have you even faced strife in life? Like, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that's like all of those are steps that you can take to get to that 50 mark and to get to that three viewer like pretty much your networking is going to be your top one and then making sure that you do what you can to be personally better at streaming. Um, whatever that looks like for the kind of content you want to produce. That's what's going yeah. to make the big difference moving forward. The other stuff's easy when you think about it. Like just turn your stream on for seven consecutive days in a month. I literally don't need to give you an action item for that. It yeah. is its own you, action item. Yeah. You can plan for those things. <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, yeah. I mean, not that we can, but you can do it. We believe you can. So you should be able to. And same thing for time. It's all yeah. the same. So it's, uh, 
it can be a long road for some people, but the struggle is usually within the first two, the ones that you can't control. The stuff that's in your control, if that's like the last thing that you have to deal with, like you're in the green. Things are going good. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, there's other things to consider for beginners. I mean, if you listen to our uh, second podcast for streaming for beginners with uh, Lolcat, uh, we touched on other different topics to consider. I mean, these are things that you can sort of hash out while you're hitting your affiliate goals. And that's your branding, the kind of games you want to play, the kind of stream that you actually want to uh, want to focus on on building the kind of community that you want to attract. These are the this is the time to do it. So this is the time to while you're trying to hit affiliate, this is almost like the tutorial stage, really. And we're going to have further podcasts uh, that are a little bit more specific on things like design and branding. And the I, this, yeah, this one didn't have it written down, but I, I kind of I just thought it thought of it on the fly. Um, ah, screw it. The point so is, design, is that there's going to be a yeah. lot of ones that come out that are specifically geared towards like you starting out and like getting kind of your focus. Yeah. Um, and then how do we come better after that? And the road to the road to affiliate is the best time to nail these things down. You don't really want to hit affiliate and then go, great, I hit all my goals. Now what do I do with my channel? Because once you hit affiliate, I mean, you're in a prime position to actually just go for it, right? Uh, and once you have all the important things um, in place by then, you don't really have to worry about it. Like, it's all there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else we need to cover for beginners? Is that, I mean, it's all pretty straightforward because like the four, the four main things and the, the goals are pretty straightforward. Um, anything else that's sort of un, unwritten? Yeah. Uh, I think the big one that we kind of didn't talk about at all is just have fun. Um, it's really not that serious. I know that with all that goes on in like becoming a Twitch streamer and like things like communities and TwitchCon and like Ninja and whatever, it can seem like it's like this big thing. At the end of the day, like we're just a bunch of nerds on the internet who are playing video games. It's not that serious. Just have fun with it. And if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. I mean, you might want to reevaluate your motivations for even um, for even uh, tr- attempting to to be uh, on an affiliate, or even if you're even if you are still dedicated on becoming an affiliate, but you sort of maybe change your mind, or maybe you have had different experiences, or your experience has been different than you first expected it to be. You can still sort of re, uh, reevaluate what you want to get out of it. And then you can always mm-hmm. uh, change direction a little bit in order to make it fun again. Uh, sometimes uh, all it really takes maybe is maybe streaming at a different time of day. Some people are better fits for morning or afternoon streaming. A lot of people do evening streaming. I don't think I can really do evening streaming anymore because I'm tired all the time. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I learned about myself, being tired all the time. Uh, and the other thing too is what a lot of people do is they change their games. They play different games, they pull in a different community, and they have more fun doing it. Exactly. So, so yeah, little 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 tweaks can really uh, really change the game for you. You make your own rules on the platform, right? Like it's there's no like one set path to success. That's why we can sit here and talk about how I had an easier time with followers than Jared, or my big thing was trying to get like the viewership or whatever it is. Like no one is going to have the exact same experience on Twitch, which means there's no real rules. And it means that you can do whatever you want with your stream within the TOS. That's the big thing. 
as long as it's within tos <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh have fun but not too much fun um and i believe <laughs> i said this during the streaming for beginners uh, also keep in mind uh, that your stream begins and ends with you so even though you are trying to become an affiliate and you want those numbers and you want to get those followers don't forget or don't lose sight of the fact that this is your stream and you're doing it for yourself. You're not necessarily doing it for these internet strangers. Um, so it's best to stay on track with what you want to get out of it. And people will, people will come, people will go. Uh, but if you stay on track with what your goals and intentions are and, you know, have a stream that you're can be comfortable and happy with people will stick around. Well, people will stick around and you will experience growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bex, how can people find you? I mean, if uh, people want to uh, seek you out, if they, if you want, if you want to vet them over Twitter, uh, <laughs> what would your, what would your uh, Twitter handle be? Uh, my Twitter handle is mostly Bex. It's spelled with two Y's, so M O S T L Y Y B E X. If you go really? to mostly Bex with one Y, it is some girl who hasn't used Twitter since. I swear, I think it's like I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm actually sitting on my computer, so I can look it up, but. Uh, if you actually look up my name, like mostly Bex, it's literally only my stuff that comes up because the person who has my legitimate username that I cannot get tw- like Twitter to give me hasn't tw- like tweeted since February of 2016. Uh, I actually, I, I don't think I even noticed that. I just yeah. sort of take, I just assume that your uh, Twitch name was everywhere. But uh, there's somebody, <laughs> there's a few people on different platforms that are sitting on totally normal which is why I have to go with totally normal VG. Very frustrating. Yeah. I didn't vet uh, Twitter because I just thought, like, it's my name. You know what I mean? I used my actual name as part of my username. So I I didn't even consider that someone would have uh, <laughs> had it yeah. as a username that they used for a Bex Midler fan account. <laughs> oh. oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I- yeah, apparently somebody took Jaridiculous on uh, Instagram, which is why I can't use that. Yeah. I have a different so... name on, on his head. But this isn't about me. This is about you. So <laughs> is Twitter the only way? Of course, your Twitch uh, handle mostly Bex. Yep, regular one spelling. Y. Bex with, then... with, with an X? Yeah, Bex with an X, as per usual. Um, Pretty much the, the rule to follow is for um actual, like, streaming platform twitch is what it's called my god wow long day okay on twitch you can find me at mostly bex with one y on literally everything else it is mostly bex with two y's and that is how to find me i'm on instagram and twitter and i got snapchat and all that fun stuff if you want to come hang out with me you're more than welcome and then i would not be a good community manager if i didn't plug it as well Obviously, if you're listening, you're part and you know about the Edmonton uh, community, but you can also find us at Edmonton Twitch on literally every platform. Join our Discord at discord.gg slash Edmonton Twitch as well. Um, yes, we have a vanity link now. Ooh, Thank special. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, you can find information about our mega meetups, as we like to call them, at meetups.twitch.tv slash Edmonton. Yeah, um, we've we've always got stuff in the works so uh uh follow us on the socials follow the the edmonton twitch channels or channels and uh pages and all sorts of fun stuff in the internet lots of stuff uh coming up uh, in the next few months here so keep an eye out for that uh, lots yeah. of stuff to do 
it's going to be awesome. Um, literally, we just keep getting bigger and bigger and better and better. So the more time goes on, the more stuff there is to kind of follow. <laughs> yeah, it can be overwhelming at times. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming on today, Bex. I know it was a little bit last minute, but I'm glad we were able to uh, uh, yeah, sit down and have this uh, very civilized discussion. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have you on again sometime very soon, probably closer to the next uh, meetup so we can discuss it more in detail. Right. That's what we wanted to talk about. We're going to do a uh, episode on how to make the most of networking IRL and your best options for meetups. Yep, that, one's, uh, that one's coming up. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that in June. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Of course, um, we finally got approval on Apple Podcasts. So you can find the Edmonton Streamer Community Cast on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts if that's where you get your podcast, but we also have eight other platforms. We're all over the internet. We're making it big finally. So, um, so thanks for tuning in and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can, um, I guess, treat your ears to another podcast in uh, two weeks. Right. Thanks everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.